0: I'm Jim Brown, your Bible teacher at Grace and Truth Ministries. I am teaching on Wednesday afternoon at 2.30 and Saturday afternoon at 2.30. And then Mike will play these on the Internet uh, Wednesday night and Sunday morning. But we're live streaming in the afternoon. I've been teaching on Wednesday about unbelief and belief. Let me remind you that believe, believe, these are two words that really confuse me as a kid. I'm going to spell it right. Believe and faith. I couldn't understand how can you be saved by grace through faith. And the Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. They are basically the same word. One is the verb. Believe is the verb. Faith is the noun. And they're spelled much the same way. P-I-S-T is the stem of the word. P-I-S-T. And the ending of the word is is changed depending on the character of the word. A-U-O, you put on Pistuo for believe, that's the verb. And P-I-S-T-I-S is the noun. That's space we're saved by grace through faith. And we have to believe And being a verb, that's what we do. He that doeth truth cometh to the light. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. Now, I've been talking about, I've got, A dozen directions I can go. I don't even know which way I'm going to go. I just got notes all over my pulpit stand here. Sometimes I don't know. I know approximately where I'm going to. I'm going to tell you more about the Sabbath. The Sabbath. I'm trying to tell you about what the Sabbath is this day in time. It is not one day of the week. It is not one day or saturday that's not what it is when jesus died on the cross in colossians 2:14 2, 2:14 14, 2, 14, the bible says blotting out blotting out the handwriting of ordinances handwriting There's two handwritings that we know of in the Scripture. You say, Jim, I thought it was all handwritings. Well, two spiritual handwritings. One is on tables of stone. Tables of stone. And the other is on fleshy tables of the heart. Fleshy tables of... Of heart. Now, which one of these do you think God's going to blot out? Tables of heart. He blotted out the ones on all of the rituals. You have to remember that the law came in two particularly ways. It came by the Spirit and the letter. What is the rituals? let me say it one more time please forgive me for the people here they've heard it a thousand times in the last year but somebody may be watching that hasn't heard this before when they wanted to do away with one contract they would take they always had to have of course two parties entering in a contract it was Jewish law that they were required to have two witnesses to every contract well, the two witnesses is going to correspond to the two witnesses of Revelation, the 11th chapter. But I'm not going to go into that right now. But they had two witnesses in Numbers, the, the 35th chapter, Numbers 35. Two witnesses to... And then you had in Deuteronomy... Seventeen in deuteronomy nineteen the Bible speaks of two witnesses it takes to declare anything in america you don 't have to have two witnesses. you can have an old an old thug out of uh, the mob serving. A life sentence in prison and if he'll if he'll witness against his ex-boss a mafia head then they'll they'll take that guy to prison uh for life the mafia head it takes more than that it took two honest men two honest witnesses i could say more about that but i won't so they would take the two witnesses out in public and the two contracting parties, two contracting parties and the two witnesses. And they have everybody agree, we're gonna do away with this contract, and when they the part they were gonna do away with was the handwriting written on tables of stone. You'll find that in Deuteronomy nine and all over the old testament. And place your tables of the heart you find that in Second Corinthians the third chapter and you'll find it in Hebrews I'm going to write upon your hearts Hebrews the 8th and the 10th chapter, and you got it at uh, other places as well. So they wanted to blot out the rituals of the law. So concerning the Sabbath and all the rest of the rituals, you had rituals with Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of Ingathering, and along with the Ingathering was in the seventh month. That was in the month Tishri, our month uh, September October and Passover was in the first month of the ecclesiastical year and that was March April so all the rituals of these things along with the Sabbath they were nailed to the cross blotting out the handwriting of ordinances which was contrary to us they were against us contrary para. They were parallel, and they—they they were contrary to us. They were against us, Plotted, blotting out these handwriting words. They were contrary. They were against us, and we nailed. They were nailed to the cross. Boy, well, that is very important. Nailed when they did away with the contract to take these witnesses out and say is everybody in agreement we're going to do away with something particular and they said yes everybody's in agreement and they would drive a nail through it and that held up in their courts of law especially with a witness coming say we were privy to that so the in the Sabbath everything that was a ritual was blotted out that would include they didn't go to a temple to listen to they didn't go to a temple to listen to some preach preach they were over here in a tent and they had to stay in the tent they could not leave their place they didn't go over here and listen to a priest preach they didn't do that they didn't light any fires they didn't have any pleasure they laid in their house and slept all day long they would get up and eat a meal that they had prepared on the Friday before because they couldn't start a fire on that day so we're talking about what is the spiritual passover i've been getting into this and i've seen some things about it the passover the what is the, excuse me what is the spiritual sabbath i've preached on the spiritual passover many times the spiritual sabbath The word Sabbath means to rest. Now I'm going to give you some details today on the Sabbath. There was something you did on the Sabbath in the Greek language. In the Greek, you would kata pasis. Kata pauses comes from kata meaning down. Or it can mean with intensity. And the word pause. Pause means to cease. And that's what you did on the Sabbath. Sabbath doesn't mean seventh. Forget seventh. Sabbath means rest. And the seventh day wasn't the only rest they had. Each one of these feast days was a Sabbath. They were Sabbaths. It's just like Passover. The Passover was on on Nisan 14. That is our month, March, April. But not only Passover was a Sabbath, the next day after Passover... Passover was called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And they had a feast for seven days. And the first day of Unleavened Bread was the day after the Passover. And it was a Sabbath as well as the 14th, the 15th was also a Sabbath. And then seven days later when that ended, the Sabbath day was a Sabbath. Sabbath. You cannot come up and say, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy and keep every seventh day of the week. No, you'd have to keep every Sabbath. Now, all of that was blotted out. All of that ritual of staying at home. Do we rest now? Absolutely we rest. Resting, we rest from our works over here in i've got to go back to hebrews the fourth chapter we rest from our works our works are what you call sin and when we stop sin that takes years and years and years for god to conquer your sinful man You say, I thought when we were born again, we didn't sin anymore. The Bible don't say that. The Bible says you have an outer man that serves the law of the flesh. And you have an inner man, which is Christ in you. And that is something that God does. God births. Christ in you he births Christ if he has chosen you from the foundation of the world he births Christ in you Christ in you Colossians 1 27 and you have this all through the New Testament Christ in you the hope of glory that new birth you were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor the will of man but of God the Bible says in First John 1 and 8 this is what we are. When you are a believer, you've got an outer man that serves the law of the flesh. Paul said so in Romans 7. And he said you have an inner man that serves the law of God. In 1 John, in First John 1 and 8, the Bible says if we say we have no sin, that's the outer man, we deceive ourselves and there is no truth in us. But the same book, First John 3 and 9, says whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin because the seed of God remaineth in him and he cannot sin. It's impossible for the inner man to sin it's not possible for the outer man to quit sinning and over the years God will take you through fire and trials and persecution and he will cause you to give up your works of the fleshly man the word works is the word ergon These are two words that I want us to really concentrate on. Ergon, which is the word toil. It's like you go out and dig a ditch. Ergon. When you find the word work, or man has to cease his own works, and it talks about the works of the flesh, That's the outer man. Works of the flesh of the outer man are these. Now we're going to look at that again in Galatians, the the fifth chapter. The works of the flesh. Ergon. When the Bible speaks of God working in us like Philippians, over in Philippians 2.13 For it is God that worketh in you. God worketh in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. He works in. That work. word work in is E-N-E-R-G-E-O Energeo. It comes from two words. Ergon. Ergon, when it speaks of God working in us, and in, it means to work in. It's God doing the working in. When we do our works of the flesh, that is us, that's the outer man in his sin. Now the Bible speaks of this in Hebrews and when you get into sometimes I don't even know which way I'm going to go in this when I get up here to start teaching and I've got a million notes up here and i just pick out one direction I go and then maybe next week I'll get back to one of these other notes I don't know how preachers get up and have a little bitty notebook and they just look at it and they preach a few generalities and then they pray and quit I can't teach like that. Now, this Sabbath we're in has to do with when we're reading Hebrews, the third and fourth chapter, third and four, three and four. This is a reference to, it's a reference to. This right here. I can't cover this all at once. This is Sinai when Moses left Egypt. They crossed the the Red Sea up here. And that's where God pulled the waters back with an east wind. And they went through and then Pharaoh brought his armies in there and they were drowned and then when they come out of there, they go down here to Mount Sinai, and that's where Moses gets the laws and all the instructions of how to build the temple, how to build, what, how to build the furniture, the ark, the ark of the covenant, the candlesticks, and the table of showbread, and the uh, altar of incense inside. He's given all these instructions. How to build the, the Ark of the Covenant, the candlesticks, the table of showbread, the altar of incense. These are made of beaten gold in here. And how to build this brazen seed which replaced the laver. The laver is what they had at first and they multiplied so large they had to have a sea. You'll find that in 1 Kings. The seventh chapter and the sea contained two thousand baths, so the priests could go and offer offerings on this on this this brazen altar, and then come back and wash they washed themselves in the morning, went and offered all offered sacrifices, then they'd come back and with these spigots they would wash their hands and their feet and go offer more sacrifice. So all of that was ritual that was blotted out now the church is the candlesticks we being many are one bread and one body the prayers of the saints go up and they are the the altar of incense and our hearts are sprinkled and the law is written in flesh and tables of our heart and it was written on tables of stone kept inside the Ark of the Covenant and our hearts are sprinkled and the Ark of the Covenant is sprinkled so all of that is a picture of us and this had to be blotted out in order for New Testament very image to be true very image the word image is icon icon it means icon means representation we've been predestined to be conformed To the representation of be like Christ, that inner man, and over the years he will destroy the works of our outer man, the works of the flesh. Now, let me erase this and start up again. Now, I want us to go back when we look in, when we look in the, I'm going to leave this. That big inner and outer man over there. You got the inner and the outer man mentioned, or t- talking about putting on the inner man in Colossians, the third chapter, putting on the inner man. And it will name, in Colossians 3, it will name the works of the flesh that we have to cease. Cease doing. Remember that word, katapausis. Katapausis means to settle or cease. And whenever you find the word cease in the New Testament, it'll be a form of the word pausis. Pausis. Or anytime you find cease, it'll be a form of the word pause. Stop. Well, that's what we have to do. We have to stop the works of the flesh. And right after, then he'll say, put on the new man. Put on new man. After he says, seeks these works, that's no Sabbath, no spiritual Sabbath. And then when he says, put on, in duo, after, he says, stop doing these works, then he'll say, in duo, E-N-D-U-O, put on, that word means to, in duo means to put on, or to sink into clothing. And the clothing we sink into, sink into clothing, And the clothing we sink into is a blood baptism. A blood baptism was a death. Blood baptism is actually death to the works of the flesh which is before the put on. And then he tells you what this put on. I'll come back to that. Then when you look at this I can't go back and cover everything, but when the Bible speaks of, in the 12th verse of the 3rd chapter of Hebrews, he says in the 12th verse, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. And he says that you cannot enter into God's rest, in verse 11, you cannot enter into God's katapasis, in verse 11, and then it says in verse 19, and to whom swear he that they could not enter into his rest, he's talking about, when they provoke God, and they got up here to Kadesh Barnea, they provoked God and wouldn't go in, and wouldn't possess the land of the, Anax, the Anakims, the land of Anak, later on would be called the land of the Philistines. In our damn time, all this is the same. It's called the Gaza Strip. That's where the Philistines lived. And the reason they wouldn't go in reason they wouldn't go in because these men of anak were giants and they said reason we can't go in and conquer them is because we're like grasshoppers in their sight so they could they said we won't go in and god says you wander through this land for 40 years till i kill off all the men 20 years old and upward I've said that before, but I can't continue to preach this without setting up this thing. So, caught up pauses was what they did on the Sabbath. Sabbath means rest. They didn't do anything. They ceased down. They settled down. And we, well, I'm going to take you through and look at some of those words. So, it was their unbelief in God. So, unbelief is connected to... Their inability to believe God—it's connected to their own works, and so God says, "I got to kill off everybody that didn't believe me." As of Kadesh Barnea, that's the same thing as God killing off this outer man with years of trials and fire. Can anybody here honestly say that you've gotten over all of your sin? You can. And your sin is just self. It's getting angry when you're not supposed to. I can say we are never to get angry at 81 years old because I don't get angry anymore. And nobody here has gotten more angry than I have. I used to lose it just like snap of a finger. I can't even snap my fingers anymore. But I used to lose it a snap of a finger all through the day. And God had to teach me, this man here has to go. That's the flesh. And we're going to talk about the ergon of the flesh. And that's something that people have a hard time dealing with when you're still young. Everybody has a hard time with that, don't we? Sure we do. If you don't have a hard time, then you're not a man. Because there's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. I'm a man. I've owned up to what's been in my heart. If it's in my heart, I know it's in everybody that's listening. It's common to all men. Now, what I want to do is I want us to go into Hebrews, the fourth chapter, one more time. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. And in the fourth chapter, there's a word here I want us to concentrate on. Here in the Bible compares kataposis with the Sabbath all through this chapter. And it's not talking about the seventh day. It speaks of the seventh day, but it's talking about kataposis, the rest of God. Let's read through this again let us therefore well Those therefore is a conjunction looking at the previous chapter chapter headings are never C-H-A-P-T-E-R 4 is not in the text the chapter is there the way it reads but C-H-A-P-T-E-R 4 they had everything in scrolls and then they roll out the scrolls so the the words in chapter 4 are actually akin to the words in chapter 3 and he's talking about Israel, Israel murmuring against God and provoking God in verse 8 and 9 of chapter 3 so he says the provoking provoke God was unbelief and unbelief is working the works of the outer man it's where a man says I don't think that we could whip this situation we don't live that way you say well you mean I'm supposed to go out here and do something foolish that I'm not able to do no always weigh the situation look at it and say, I'm going to go try to do this, and I will depend on God if I get through it. But don't live foolishly. It's like, let me explain it this way. Don't say, I had a guy leave here one time, and he got involved with women and drugs, and he he talked to me and said, God's predestined me to be out here in my sin. I said, he has not. He's predestined us to conform, conform to the image of Christ, of His Son. Image icon. Conforming to the image is, was Christ responsible? Yes. Was Christ accountable? Yes. You're accountable on how you live, what you do, how you walk. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. You're physically bought with a price. It's kind of like I had some heart attacks. I had a heart surgery back in in uh, 2002. A triple bypass surgery had a heart attack last year, and the doctor said, you got to slow down and do something to back off. So I stopped preaching on Sunday night. I, do, I was doing three hour and a half messages a week, and that was killing me. So I had to do what the doctor said and back off. Whenever doctors give me instruction, I listen to them. And I do what they say. You can't say, well, I'm out here and God's predestined me to be out here robbing a bank because I'm robbing a bank. Well, He hasn't predestined that. He's predestined you to be accountable and responsible like Jesus was. And it takes a lot of thinking to do what we're supposed to do, doesn't it? That's what it takes. Then let's read on here. Therefore, that means with what happened in the previous chapter therefore let us therefore fear lest a prospect being left us of entering into his rest, any of you seem to come short of it his references to, therefore from the previous chapter it's talking about Israel would not go up here and attack Anak and they were provoking God and that was unbelief so he says therefore lest a promise being left us I promise you if you go attack those men of Anak you'll come through it any of you should seem to come short of it for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them oh the gospel was preached to them over there in in the wilderness that 40 years in the wilderness is a picture of us in this life And the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. They didn't have the faith that they could go up and conquer the men of Anak. That's like when we come across things and we're living life and you come across something by living your normal life that you don't think you can conquer, you just keep going straight ahead. Either that or if you know it's not within your possibilities, then you can back off and make other plans. But if it's just in your life, you can conquer the giants in your life. And I don't mean you can get rich. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn my wrath, or in the wrath of the people, if they shall enter into my catapasis, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he spake in a certain place of a seventh day, which was the original Sabbath, but that's been blotted out. On this wise, and God did rest the seventh day of all His works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my katapasis, talking about connecting the katapasis with the Sabbath. That's what you do on the Sabbath. Nothing. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they, they to whom it was first preached, enter not because of unbelief apistis, A-P-I-S-T-I-S, may I remind you, that's the word unbelief, faith is the word pistus. the alpha privity negates the word, it means no faith that they could go in and conquer the men of Anak, God has given us this example so we can understand, if he brings us to a place in our life, and he says, I will conquer these people, It may be a bill, it may be a car, it may be a house. But you need to learn to be responsible and don't take on a house payment that you can't afford. Don't take on a car payment. I've had people come to me and say, we got these bills, can you help us? And I'd sit down and write out a a statement and say, now tell me what you owe and write it out. And I'd turn to them and say, you're... You're paying out $250 a month more than you're bringing in. You've got to get rid of that car. Because we don't want to do that. Well, I don't care what you want to do. you got to do that. Then have a car payment they couldn't afford. you got to do something. He's faking the place of the seventh day on this wise. And God did caught apostles rest the seventh day if he caught apostles the seventh day that it means he settled down and ceased and this place again if they shall enter into my this is God's rest like he did on the seventh day his caught apostles passing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein and they to whom it was first preached enter not because of unbelief. And again, he limited to a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear my voice and harden not your hearts like they did when they went there and provoked God, and they said, We can't conquer these people. I'm not saying go out and do something foolish. I'm saying if you're living life and God passes you brings something in your path, to deal with, then deal with it. And don't try to get upset or say, we're not going to even try this. For if Jesus had given them rest, Katapa'o, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore the rest to the people of God. That word is the only time it's mentioned in the Bible it's the only time this word but it's not the word rest it's not God pausis. it's the word sabbatismos notice how he's connecting S-A-B-B-A-T-I-S-M-O-S and the writers say this actually means it's a type of heaven it means to repose or stop working so the way they looked at it where the Bible is teaching us here's what the Bible is teaching us when they were here in the wilderness and here's Egypt here and they're in this wilderness here and here's Israel there's Turkey up here and Here's northern Israel. And you had up here, you had Tyre and Sidon. And the Bible says it's speaking of the rest. It's speaking of the rest as the people entering when they they're in the wilderness coming out of Egypt, and you've got the Sea of Galilee here. You got Jordan River running down into the Dead Sea and when they go through the wilderness they're going to come up here north of the Dead Sea and God is calling the land of Israel the rest of God or his Sabbath and he's comparing that to us going into heaven one day to heaven so that would be the true Sabbath would be us going into heaven. he said these in unbelief because they wouldn't attack the land of Anak. They're in unbelief and they're provoking me. And they didn't want to cease their own works. And let's read the rest of that. And this has to do with the spiritual Sabbath. This is hard for young people to understand. God didn't call us to be angry and to be mad at people and to be in a rage, be involved in our or The or is the wrath of covetousness. When a man thinks he's been cheated or lied to or beat out of something or beat out of a promotion, then we get covetous, we get covetous plionectes and we want more revenge P L E O N E K T E S. We want to get back at people for beating us. That's the orgay. We're not supposed to be involved in that ever. But we are, are we? (laughs) We are involved in it until we learn to give up that work and enter the Sabbath. You say, Jim, that's so hard. I get angry and mad at people. I know that. You can't get over a lot of this until you get old. Then let's read the rest of this here. They remaineth therefore the rest for the, to the people of God. That word there in verse 9 is sabbatismos. It's, it's the only time it's mentioned in the Bible. How do you know? I look up the word in the Strong's I pull out my Word Study Concordance. I look up the Strong's number in this. It'll tell you every time it's mentioned, it's mentioned one time. When preachers tell you something is mentioned so many times, don't think they read through the Bible and counted the times. They've got these kind of books or programs on their computer. You can look it up on a computer and find out how many times a word is mentioned in the Greek. Now, now let's go to the next verse. This is the verse I need to get to. <clears throat> Every time you find this, for he that has entered into his rest, if you enter into the kata process, The spiritual Sabbath of God. Here's what you do. He hath ceased. Kautapao. Kautapao. It's a form of the word kautapaosis. P-A-U-O. It's a form. He that has entered into the kautapao. Has ceased from his own works. Ergon! How long does it take you to cease from your own Ergon and get rid of this outer man? It takes a lifetime going through fiery trials, fire, persecution. God sends all these. God sends evil men to cut you down with the sword and after so long when I talk about my stay in the hospital in my mid 40's and I had been trying to be rich in real estate well, I was really good at real estate that's not where God wanted me I was a real high flyer got in it worked 90 hours a week and nearly killed myself that ain't wise at all you got to be dumb to do that Jim Brown I was dumb back then and I wanted to be rich and famous in the music world that was my own works my own ergon that's all it was ergon my earned toil and labor there is the works of the flesh that we can look and see. How do you enter into God's Sabbath? Let's look at it. Let's go over here to Galatians. Let us labor. Labor. Well, let me read this verse 11. The man that enters into the caught apostles of God ceases his own ergon. Let us Labor spudazzo, with great speed let us labor with great speed it's actually the same basic word as study that shows thyself approved it's the same basic word as study spudazzo with great speed and diligence let us labor, therefore, to enter into that katakosis, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Apistus and is still referencing back over to the people in Sinai that provoke God with their unbelief. When you're involved in your own works, that's called unbelief, right here. Let's look and see what you have to do to get out of your unbelief, okay? Let's go over to Galatians, the fifth chapter. What does the Bible say? The man that has entered into the rest of God has ceased his own ergon. Ceased his own ergon. Remember, when God works in you, God is... Energon E-N E-R-G O-N Energon is our word energy it's energy it means to work within a so when God works in you it's an inner working of God of this inner man fighting this outer man and guess who's going to win The inner man's going to win. If you can get old enough, you'll come to a place of saying, I'm not going to fight anymore. That's where I've come to. I'm not going to fight anybody. I'm not going to fellowship with people that don't believe the truth. I'm not going to let them get by with anything. But I'm not going to fight them, and I'm not going to be angry at them. Why are you going to be angry at somebody who gives you a hard time and they're a vessel of wrath fitted to destruction? God made them fitted to destruction. They're natural brute beast made to be taken and destroyed. Genea, born. They were born to go to hell. Why are you going to get mad at them? It's kind of like getting mad. It's going out in your yard and there's a great big rock out there. And you get mad at the rock because it's not a tree. You ain't get mad at a rock because it's not a tree. It's supposed to be a rock. They're supposed to be vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. And that's a majority of the world. Why are you going to get mad at them? You're getting mad at the sovereign will of God. That's nothing to do with us. So when you get angry at the world, you're not getting angry at the world, you're getting angry at God's will. It's the same thing he said over there in Jude. In Jude he said there's some men who are, he says over there in Jude, there's some men. Let me get over there. There's some men that are murmurers, complainers, complainers walking after their own lust, their own works. That's verse seventeen, 16. Complainers is the word M E M P S I M E M P S I Mims Mims Moras M O R O S Mimf Moros. It means complainers they are blaming the fates. Fate is something that God has ordained to be. They're griping and complaining against God. When we complain, we're griping at Him. Boy, it took me... I preached predestination for years before I learned to believe it. If you got it down young, you got it before I did. I really didn't get a hold. I've been believing predestination since I was a very young preacher back in my early 20s. I had had a, a feeling about it when I was in my teens. But I was in my 60s before I started getting a hold of it. That everything is actually the will of God. If somebody hurts you, that's God's will for you. And we know that all these things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the called. The called is the church. Called is the word kaleo. Church is ekaleo. kaleo. Ekklesia. Ekklesia comes from ek and kaleo, meaning called out. And all things work together for the church, for their good. When people are hurting you and arguing with you and giving you a hard time, they're supposed to. Has anybody had a hard time with people giving them a hard time? Besides me. (laughs) I have learned not to do that. Now let's go back over to Galatians. Remember, the man who enters into the rest of God according to Hebrews, that fourth chapter, has ceased from his own ergon. So if you enter into God's spiritual sabbath you will cease the works of this outer man that serves the flesh the socks and look at these very words in Galatians the fifth chapter I'm going to read just the first few words of verse 19 For the works, the ergon of the flesh, is these. This is what you have to cease in order to have rest in God's Sabbath. In order to rest in life, it's tough that young people have to have all of these hormones flying through their body. And all of this rage going on so they can have their way. And usually that lasts up until your 60s because it didn't leave me till my 60s, late 60s probably. I wish I could impart this to everybody how important it is to stop fighting anybody in the world about anything. It's very important. It's your health. It's your heart. It is your blood pressure. It's everything you're going through. If I I say this, people won't actually... It's hard to believe it. And maybe I've said it from this pulpit so many times. I don't believe in faith healing. But I do believe in faith healing. (laughs) I don't believe the world's definition of faith healing. Yes, say, I, I command you to be healed. Come out, thou foul spirit. Don't believe in that. Every time the Bible says, Thy faith is made thee whole. The word whole is sozo. It means saved. What do you mean you believe in faith healing, but not faith healing? I believe in what true faith is. If you learn what it is, it will heal you to a degree. I was a... I was deathly, just sick, sick, sick constantly from the time I was a kid till I was grown. I was always real sensitive to everything. When I got in the music world, I got sick all the time. I was constantly under stress. I was wanting to be somebody. and I stayed sick, I thought I'll never live to be old. I'd come down with bronchitis every spring and every fall to the point nearly have pneumonia. And I got up in my 40s and got into real estate, and I thought, I want to get rich in real estate and had all these ideas of how to do it. And I kept getting sick and sicker and sicker. And I was planning on buying dozens of houses in town here. That was back when you could, when FHA and VA loans were assumable without qualifying. And I had all kinds of deals I was going to put together. And they kept saying, if I do that, it'll kill me. And it's weak as my immune system is. And I finally ended up in the hospital. I was coughing and hacking and spitting all the time, being rushed to the hospital in the middle of the night, having a asthma bronchial asthma attacks, and just running up and down the hallway, saying, "Mary, get up, get up, get up! I I, I, I can't breathe! I can't breathe!" And that's the truth. Mike is Mike was living downstairs when we owned Irving. And I'd say, get my up, get him, take me to the hospital. And he'd be driving like crazy. And I'd say, hurry up, but slow down, you're going to kill us. I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Have you ever been there? Nothing is as scary in life as not being able to get your breath. You're strangling. And I was sick all the time like that. I'd get to the hospital over here at Innersville, and some nurse would say, now calm down, Mr. Brown. I'd say, you calm down. You can breathe. I can't. I couldn't even hardly talk. They'd give me shots and epinephrine and give me all kinds of things. and I'd be breathing after a while. But I'd have another attack under any kind of stress. When I was in the hospital in my mid-40s, I sat up on the side of the bed I've given this testimony so many times. this changed my life. I sat up on the side of the bed, look out in New Shackle Island Road I was on the third floor, and I had iVs in both arms and I said, Lord, you're going to kill me if I don't stop this and quit trying to be rich. All my clientele was flying off in the in the distance with the birds. I got out of the hospital, and I promised God, God, what I'm going to do is I'm going to serve you and teach from now on. Started a class in my house, but I was still sick. I coughed and hacked and coughed and hacked from my mid-40s all the way to my late 50s. And I was just trusting God. And as I got into my early 60s, the coughing began to wane and go away. You don't hear me coughing now hardly any, do you? I couldn't stand up here and do this. What I'm trying to tell you, I begin to have faith in the God that I believe in And I began to, I didn't want to be rich anymore. I didn't want to be famous. And I started killing off that, or God started killing off that outer man in me. And what had frustrated me, I wanted to be somebody and have my way and my will. I wanted the works of my flesh. It's what I wanted. I got one of the best testimonies concerning that of anybody. My sister used to say to me, Jimmy, you always remind me of that old song, I'm always chasing rainbows. And you know what? She was right. I was. I don't do that no more. And I have seen that death to self. I'm not completely well. I'm getting old. But I've seen faith as death to self. And it has healed me to some degree. I'm healthier at 81 than I was at 45. I was in the hospital dying at 45. I've seen Jim Brown, and it was very slow that coughing went away. It didn't happen all of a sudden. Now, let's go over here to Galatians, the fifth chapter. For the works of the flesh are manifest. Pheneros, lightened, come to light. Here's the works of the flesh. This is what keeps you from any end of the Sabbath of the inner man. It's self. The works of the flesh, let me put it this way the works of self are these. They are gone. If you enter into God's rest, you've got to crucify the air God. In fact, let me read a little bit before that. Look at verse 16. This I say, walk in the Spirit, that's the inner man, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's the works of the flesh. This is what got me in trouble more than anything else. Epi... Thumia. Epi means to cover yourself to superimpose the thumas. The breathing hard after. Going after that which is forbidden. I breathed hard, not just with asthma. I was breathing hard emotionally. I want that, I want this, I want that fame, I want this money. You can't do that. You gotta get rid of that in order to rest. Let's continue to read. For the flesh, the outer man, lusts against the spirit, the inner man, and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you want to do. This is true of every predestinated elect. Just because the world can go out there and conquer the world don't mean you and I can. We're not supposed to be doing that. We're not supposed to be trying to climb the ladder of the world. They built the ladder, they set the rules, and they're gonna tell us to get out of here. Well don't you talk about Jesus? You can take drugs over here. You can chase women and run around on your wife, but you can't teach Jesus over here. We don't like that. You cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led by the Spirit, by the inner man, Christ in you, if you be led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works, the ergon of the flesh, in order to enter into God's rest, you got to get rid of the following. are manifest, brought to light... Which are these? Here's man's works that he's got to get rid of. Adultery. You say, I'm not committing adultery. Are you sure? And if a man looks on a woman to lust after her, he commits adultery with her in his heart. That's what Jesus said. Boy, that's a tough thing for all men to get away from, isn't it? That's the toughest thing that God gave us. Thou shalt not commit adultery. And don't tell me how you think if you're a man. I'm a man. and know exactly how you think. All men are just alike. Don't say I'm over sex, though. You just don't have any restraint. Adultery is the word. Moikia this is not the common word adultery m o i c h e i a m o i c h e i a that word actually means apostasy apostate well that has to do with no no e G. e g k R E T E I A means strength within. Comes to the word krates, K R E T E S, which is strength. Egg, egg is the word, so also the word ek. It means within, strength within. Apostate comes from apostasis same word as falling away in 2 Corinthians 2 and 3 falling away is one word apostasis it means the removal of standing upright or staros which comes from the word stasis staros which is the word cross people don't want to crucify self therefore they commit adultery in their hearts and the second thing on the list these are the works of the flesh that you've got to get rid of these in order to enter into God's Sabbath. These are the ergon of the flesh. You got, And we have to crucify the ergon of the flesh. Fornication. Fornia. There's that word idolatry. Fornication. Idolatry. How much time do I have, Mike? 30. 30. Idolatry is the word, ito, lo, la, tria. It means, la, truo means to serve, and ito means to serve what you see, what you see to serve what you put into your eyes and your ears, you got to watch your eyes. If your eye be single, your whole life, your whole body is full of light. Single means holy. Holy means single. Hagios. So you try to look at only things that will enhance your spiritual life. It means to be single. In order to be holy, you have to go through fire and burn out all of this outer man are burnt out the works of the flesh if you couldn't be 81 even 70 or 75 you get to where you don't want the things you used to want and then he says uncleanness uncleanness is the word see we're going to go through all these works of the flesh Then after this, the the spiritual Sabbath comes in with the next set of words when he says, but the fruit of the Spirit are these. So when you enter into God's Sabbath, you cease these works of the flesh and you enter into the fruit of the Spirit. I hope you can see that. But usually that takes age to get there. You can't begin to rest. Most real old people, you ask them if they want to go out here and stress out in sin, and they say, no, I don't want to do that, especially if they're a believer. It's stress to go out and carouse and chase women, and it's stress. Stress is the exact opposite of the spiritual Sabbath. Stress is what goes on with these works of the flesh that you got to give up people say I thought we would not saved by works we're not but we're saved by God working in energeo E-N-E-R-G-E-O it's God working in you ergon it's God's work in you to willing to do of His good pleasure we're His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works by the inner man which God hath before a day that we should walk in them you got to give up the works of the flesh in order to be resting, to be comfortable in the rest. So the next word is uncleanness, akatharsia. A k a t h a r s i a. Akatharsia comes from katharos k-a-t-h-a-r-o-s katharos is the word clean when Jesus went into the temple and Mark the first chapter and he found a man with an unclean spirit it's the word akatharsia unclean spirit and then that's in Mark 1 and over in Luke 4 Luke's account of the same man he had an unclean demon demonion D-A-I-M it actually says unclean devil when you look it up it's the word unclean D-A-I-M-O-N-I-O-N that's our word demon Demon and daemonion means to distribute fortunes. And there's no such thing as demons, that's just self. Because Jesus looked at the man in Mark 1 and rebuked him, A U T O, which is a form of the word self, but it's masculine gender with this ending. Self, A U T O, is masculine gender. And A-U-T, Ada is feminine gender. And A-U-T-O-M-A-I is neuter gender. So, So, we're talking about self. So, self has an unclean demon. And when we deny, when we get rid of uncleanness, we get rid of the demon of self meaning to want more or to distribute fortunes. You have to get over wanting to get rich and have your way in life. you got to get rid of the demon of self. And then the next thing on the list is lasciviousness. Lasciviousness is the word aselgia A-S-E-L-G-E-I-A. We're talking about how you enter into God's spiritual Sabbath. You don't really totally enter in without getting older, without adding to your faith, adding to your death to self. Death to self is comforting. What do you mean it's comforting? Well, you quit wanting everything that you want, and you come to the realization that God will give you what you need not what you want. All this is wanting self. These things here. Lasciviousness. L-A... Let me... I have hard times... L-A-S-E-I-V L-A-S-E-I-V O-U-S N-E-S-S O-U-S N-E-S-S the sevenness is the word aselgia S-E-L-G-E-I-A, in the greek aselgia means wantonness filth the alpha negates a part selgia, selgus comes from selgus it means continent The alpha privative negates, it means incontinent, or the inability to control yourself. We always think of older people being incontinent. They can't control their bowels or can't control their urine. But this means you can't control yourself in anything. That's a selgia. When it comes to women and drinking and cussing, you can't control yourself. That's a work of the flesh in order to enter into God's spiritual Sabbath. And then he says, idolatry. He gives that again, idolatria It means image worship. E I D O L A T r-e-i-a it means to serve what you see what do you see in life when you're living in the works of the flesh you see yourself you got to give up self the reason I know this is because God has dealt with me to give up all these things and I'm not completely giving it all up yet but I'm on my way and when it gets time to die I'll know how to live then. The next thing on the list is witchcraft, pH that is superstition. pharmakia is the same word as sorcery that was superstition let me tell you what a pharmakon was one more time that means a poisoner it has the same idea as the under the tongues of these evil men is poison there in Romans 3 it's also the same word when it talks about the rust of their money in James the 5th chapter the rust of their wealth. It's the same word as rust. It's the money that's the poison. So when it says pharmakia, a pharmacon was their superstition. A pharmacon, according to the ancients, was a man that they would put in a cage maybe put two of them in a cage, hold them, might be an enemy, until a storm was coming or some plague was coming, then would take these men out and throw them in the river to assuage the, the terror of the gods. And people have all kinds of superstitions about that. It means to give up all superstition. There's no such thing as pharmacon. Some people try to say that's drugs. It's more than drugs. Now, let me see here. Where was I? And then, witchcraft is pharmacia. Then hatred, extra. Where's this word hatred, ekthra? The Bible says friends with the world are enemies of God, and whoso be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Enmity is ekthra. It means hostile. Our hostility is toward God because we don't want to believe Him any more than these people didn't want to believe God when He said, go ahead and conquer that land. I said, we can't, they're too big for us. Now, wrath, hatred, what verse was I in there? Hatred, variance, that's a really good word. Variance is the word eris, it means wrangling. Wrangle means to wrestle, fight people. I want to confront you. means wrangling. Debate. You're supposed to give up debate. The lady called me earlier today when I was at home. What am I going to do with my good friend uh, that told me that she believes these things that I don't want to believe because I believe it goes against the truth? I said, be real plain and real straight with her. Say, I don't believe that. And you can't. I said, you can't fight her. What you got to do is just... May I remind you, we're talking about the works of the flesh in order to enter into the spiritual Sabbath. Usually you can't enter in fully when you're young. It takes living a long time and adding to our faith all those seven things in 2 Peter 1 and 5. If these things be in you, you'll never fall. And you'll make her calling an election sure. Be bios is the word sure. B-I-I-O-S. It means stabilize. Stabilize your faith by adding the seven things. The first thing on the list, virtue, maturity, arete. Knowledge. takes years to add knowledge. And then he says... Emulations. Emulation is the word zealous. That can be good or bad. Z E L O S. And another word is Z E L O O. It means to be heated. You can be heated and wound up for the Word of God, or you can be heated and angry at people. You can be zealous. It has the idea of being jealous. You gotta get rid of your jealousy. Sometimes people are jealous and they don't even recognize it. Listen, I'm not jealous, I just don't like the way he lives. You're not supposed to be that way either. That is jealousy. Wrath. You gotta get rid of your wrath. Wrath Wrath is the word thumos t-h-u-m-o-s that means to breathe hard get angry at people means to breathe hard remember epithumos is the word covetous to breathe hard upon your life have hard breathing then he uses one of my favorite words I didn't do heresies, did a Uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions. Wrath, strife. I'll get to that in a minute. Strife is the word eruthea. It comes from the Lord eris. I love this word. Eruthea. E-R-U-T-H-E-I-A. We're talking about how you enter into settling down and resting with everything that's going on. If you don't do that by the time you get old, you'll die of stress, a heart attack or something. Boy, am I preaching to me? I guess I am. This thing is bouncing around the room, coming out, slapping me in the face because that's the way I lived. Stressful. Want to get back at people. Screaming at them. If you scream at people, you got something wrong. You need to get over that. I've had people come here that have had all kinds of paranoia, imagining people are doing things that's not going on. That hadn't been one person. That's been a dozen. And you got to get rid of paranoia. If somebody's putting you down and most of the time they're not it's just your imagination if somebody's putting you down just think about it. you deserve it the best thing you can do when you imagine things that people are doing is go up to them and say i deserve everything you're saying about me because we do because we're all sinners and we don't know what we deserve. We don't deserve quiet time. If we get the quiet time, he'll burn out all of this outer man, and the quiet time will be the spiritual Sabbath. Now, where was I? Oh, strife, erotheia. This word erotheia, E-R-U-T-H-E-I-A, It means factions. It's a form of heiress. A faction is a group of people that stand over at the side, they gossip about the preacher or about the main body, about the main body, and try to tear it down. I've had, do you realize that if I am the preacher of God, you have no business doing that? God kills people for that. Or makes them sick, and He'll make you, He'll really be a, give you a hard time in your life. If you, if you have got aught against me, and you want to sit around eating your heart out about it, all it'll do is make you sick. It won't make me sick because I don't even know you're doing it and erythea means intrigue intrigue let me read to you intrigue it means intricate plot or scheme secretly or underhandedly to trick or perplex in other words guile to live by guile secret underhanded Doings, working the working a common cause against the main body conflict within. it means to cause trouble in a church or a family and just be a troublemaker. That's what it means. The next is seditions. Sedition, decostasia. D-I-C-H-O-S-T-A-S-I-A. It means, deco means come from die, meaning two. Stasia, S-T-A-S-I-A, comes from stasis, means standing, two standings, from Stasis get Staros, the word cross, they got two crosses in the church. They have Jesus on a wooden cross that they don't believe that he died only for his wife, that he died for the whole world, and he didn't. Then they got a, But they don't like the daily cross because their God is their belly. That's what the third chapter of Philippians says. So they're confused on what the cross is. It means two standings. Then the next thing is heresies. Heresies. These are all things you have to give up. H-A-I-R-E-S-I-S. Heresies is the same word as sect in the Scriptures. Sect means a boundary line has the same meaning as denomination. The... De- Nomination Denomination Denomination comes from D and Nomos. It means two laws, two laws. So it's heresis means. To choose for oneself to choose if anyone does not all you need to do is talk to somebody, Titus 3:10, give them two witnesses, and after the second admonition, if they don't if they don't convert reject them because they subvert their own house and they're heretics. Heretic, heretizo, H-A-I-R-T-I-Z-O. Heretizo means to choose for oneself. They are involved in their own will. They've chosen their own doctrine. They've been involved in free will. If somebody's free will, you don't need to be hanging around them. I think I have a right to choose what I want to do. No, you don't. That's heresis. Then envyings. Envying is the word phothonos. Or P-H-T-H-O-N-O-S. P-H-T-H-N-O-S. O-N-O-S. Phothonos. Phothonos means ill will or jealousy you just hate people it's the common word for evil 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 one of the common words for envy excuse me envy is fothonos envy in fact when you see dia fathero P-H-T-H-E-I-R-O. Dear Fathero means completely rotten. That's the way a man thinks. And it comes, Fathero comes from this word, Phothonos. Fathero means to rot thoroughly. A man's thinking is rotten when he thinks this way. You gotta give all that up. Then you can enter into God's Sabbath. I'm sorry that you have to get old to do it. Murders. Then envyings. Envyings is that word "phthonos." It's a common word for envy. It comes from the word pharaoh, which means a man who has a rotten thinking. You've got to get away, you have to think the way God thinks. And then drunkenness, methay, M-E-T-H-E. Well, I'm sure we we'll get the word meth from that. Methay and amethay. Amathe means no drunkenness. In order to have a drunken elixir in the first century, you had to have, it had to be a mixed drink. You had to have so much grape juice, so much water. It was a formula. They had to make something drunken. It didn't come off the vine that way. If they took grape juice off the vine, let it set, it was sour, and it was good for Nothing. They had to take so much sugar, so much sweetness, when people are spiritually drunk. So much sweet, so much grape juice, and so much, so much hops, or so much leaven, and they would put it and age it at lukewarm temperature and God says I would that you were you were hot or cold and not lukewarm I'll vomit you out if you're lukewarm I'll spew you out as a drunken elixir so we get rid of our mixed religions and then he says revelings carousal and it reminds me of a word chambering Comeo. Well, let me look at that. Let me get that right. In Romans the 13th chapter. Romans 13. Chambering means to go from one bed to the other. And people think they can do that and God won't get upset with them. Yes, he will. So in order to leave our works, We've got to get rid of all these. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not chambering. Koite, K-O-I-E-T-E. K-O-I-E-T-E. K-O-I-T-E. With the word K C O I T E S Koitas means to lay with a woman and go from bed to bed so you got to get rid of your you can't be sleeping around you've got to get rid of that let me get back over here to Galatians 5 I'll have to get into the next week these are the works that, of the flesh. You've got to give up the ergon in order to go into God's Sabbath. And how long does it take you to do this a lifetime? Revelings, comos, such like of which I tell you before, as I have told you in the time past, that they, they that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Those things have to go, and they have to go spiritually in your life. God has to remove them from you. Am I out of time, Mike? Two minutes. Next week I'm going to come back and get into this is actually removing the outer man, and it's not you that does it, it's God. He has to make you tired of you. He made me tired of me seeking. I can tell you all about my life and all the ideas I had about getting rich in real estate. I knew if I took on all of those houses I was going to buy, it would kill me. Because I was real sick back then, and I knew I couldn't I couldn't repair them all and put them in some kind of shape. But I knew how to buy them. You've got to get rid of self, which is the lust of the flesh, and all this is headed up under the works that a man has to leave, the the works, his own works, so it can enter into God's rest. You say, Jim, it sounds like I've got to get old to do that. Well, you do have to get so old to do it. I'm going to come back and give you more on the works of the flesh. You go find the works of the flesh in Galatians 5, Colossians 3, Ephesians 4, 1 Timothy 6, 2 Peter 1, 2 Timothy 3, Matthew 5. Either the works of the flesh or the or the works of the spirit in all of these. James 1, James 2, 1 Peter 4, Philippians the second chapter. You can find the inner and the outer man in Romans 7, 2 Corinthians 4, Ephesians 4, Colossians 3, and you can find more works of the flesh in Romans 1. Those are the things that God insists that we get rid of. And it's something that he will deal with all of his elect family. Boy, I have been guilty, more guilty than anybody that's associated with this ministry. Thank God he's gotten me to this point. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for truth. God, help us all to get rid of these works of the flesh so we can enter into your spiritual Sabbath. Your spiritual rest every day of the week. Thank you for it all. Fight all of our battles, which is mostly us wanting our way. Lead us, Cherry Lake family, in Christ's name. Amen. <clears throat> This is a long study. You just can't get over it once. It ain't the way it works.